What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I can't stop moving. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have a hard time today. That's okay. It's one of those days. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Gilmore to Say with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. So one of the things that people, I feel like, DM us the most, whether it's like on our Instagram, on the page, like or our personal channels, mm-hmm. is that when they're listening to the podcast, we are very inconsiderate because we don't leave space for them to respond in what we're saying that they're like talking while we're doing this I know (laughs) um and so we found a way to maybe bridge that gap of people who are talking back to us and Mm -hmm. maybe now we could hear them so we have set up a voicemail line yes like a fan mail phone call like the early 2000s so you can call us now and we are going to start a new segment on the pod called Gilmore to consider so maybe there's something that we're talking about that you completely disagree with and you want to call in and tell us why we're wrong or tell us that maybe we forgot about something Mm. and that we haven't taken it into consideration we should consider it and revisit it so maybe you're a really big Jess fan and you do not think he was romanticized or you do not think I don't Dean know. sucks? I don't know. I don't know if I could handle that. We've probably heard all of those arguments, but maybe you have something that we have not ever thought about before. Mm-hmm. So we have a phone number now that you can call and leave a voicemail. And our phone number is 860-578-4653. You don't have to memorize that right now. We'll put it on our Instagram so that you can go and write it down and give us a call. Yeah, make sure that you call us from a landline, though, because that's the only way this works. That's the only way this is authentic. Is that... What? Really? I'm kidding. Oh, no. It's like the early 2000s. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, who has a landline, Tara? No one can My parents still have a landline? That's true. My parents do have a landline. Go to your parents' house and call us. (laughs) Yeah. But... Keep it concise because we want to play them on the pod. So do know whatever you say on your voicemail could end up in the episode. Yes. By leaving a voicemail, you are giving us consent to play it potentially on the pod. Not all of them are going to be played on the podcast. So know that. Yeah. Just the ones that we, when we hear it, we're like, oh, we need to, we need to revisit. We need to address this. Yes. I'm excited to hear from you. Yeah, it's going to be fun. But yeah, call us. Call us, beep us if you want to reach us. Yeah, we're very excited to get into it. Like Haley said, it's going to be a new segment on the pod, so it's not going to be something that we talk about on Tuesdays. It's going to be a whole separate little situation. We're very excited. Feels like our besties can call us, you know? Yeah. Call, call us with their, with their thoughts and ideas. and It's going to feel very like um, radio show. Very like Delilah. Delilah. Oh, we should have separate radio voices for that. Like, thank you for calling Gilmore to consider. <laughs> this is Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. And you are? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you sound kind of like a psychic hotline now. Let me tell you your future. So last week's episode, we talked about Lorelai and Luke. We were talking about their friendship and then subsequently their relationship. You posed the question of whether or not they were better off as friends. And then we sort of got into, at the end there, a little bit about friendship on this yeah. series. Because the mother-daughter relationships are very important, but the friendship capacity is what makes it unique, right? Yeah. When Amy pitched the show, she was like, it's a mother and daughter duo, but they're more friends than they are mother and daughter. I sometimes forget about the fact that they are quote unquote friends because I consider the friends of the Gilmore girls to be the like periphery friends like Suki and Lane and Paris and Michelle and and everybody alike and even Luke like we spoke to last week but there is a friendship that exists between Lorelai and Rory. Yeah I always think it's interesting when 
especially here that like mother daughter is framed as friends because there's only one person that really can make that dynamic happen it's the mother you know you can't want to be friends with your mom unless your mom is reciprocating that Mm -hmm. so a lot of it has to like emanate from her and the way that she acts towards you Mm -hmm. so it's in um there's the rub when emily and lorelei are sitting on the bed talking and emily's like why can't i have the relationship that you and rory do Mm -hmm. and lorelei says it's because we are friends first and mother and daughter second Mm -hmm. and it's like what does that even mean yeah what does it mean to be your mom's friend first and do you think that that's true i don't even know how that would make sense truly because it's like what's a world in which Lorelai is not approaching Rory like she's her daughter Mm -hmm. because like I think to her maybe a mother-daughter relationship is what she and Emily have Mm -hmm. and to like get too close to that and calling it a mother-daughter relationship only yeah makes it feel like maybe there's this like level of resentment from Rory to Lorelai and because she says that in the pilot of like when she's going through like what Rory's life is going to be like once she gets accepted to Chilton and mm-hmm. she says, and we'll finally have a normal mother daughter relationship. Mm. And so I wonder if maybe there's like that friend aspect of it is more of like a fear of just being mother and daughter means something terrible. Well, especially for Lorelai because just being mother daughter in her experience is kind of something I don't want to use the word terrible, but not fun. <laughs> Yeah, It was not a fun experience for her. So she wants the complete opposite. It's like the pendulum swung in the other direction. And she, like you said, she set that precedent. She swung the pendulum in the opposite direction because Rory couldn't have come out of the womb being like, hey, I'm your new friend. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hi, it's nice to meet you. I'm, give me a name first. I'm your new best friend. <laughs> yeah, it's a very interesting concept because I do think that there's something to be said about like the way that parenting used to be in you know, like mid-century in the last century, the 20th century, that like Lorelai didn't get down with. She was like, I don't want to be controlled. I don't want to be in an environment where I'm forced into something where I'm pigeonholed in the same way that we kind of see that with Christopher or Logan. She wanted something different. And I think a lot of it is because she had her when she was 16. Of course. By the time she was five, Lorelai was 21. And so it just feels like the person that she spent the most time with was like aging as she was. So it's Mm -hmm. like she you know, had her like little five-year-old best friend when she was 21. Yeah. So I think that that played like a huge role in it. It's like not only did she have her when she was 16, she started her life over. Yeah. And so it's like in all of the ways that she was learning to trust outside people and make friendships outside of, you know, her five-year-old daughter, that was still like the safest person in her life. Was, For sure. Was Rory. So I'm sure even from a young age, she started confiding in her like a friend. And, and that's totally understandable. But how do you think that that impacted Rory and her friendships? That is what we are here to talk about today, isn't it? Because yeah. I feel like that's such like a huge, not I don't want to say issue, but like that's such a huge deal that like your mom is your best friend and has always been your best friend. So how does that affect how you're then going to approach the relationships in your life? Not just your romantic relationships, but your friendships too because people in the fandom I think love to pin Rory and her issues on Lorelai they're like well her upbringing her upbringing her upbringing well is it about the fact that like Lorelai really ingrained in her you are my best friend and so like that attachment became very unique yeah compared to other mother-daughter relationships or parent-child relationships um, or is it just that Rory was just like kind of selfish and wasn't yeah. a great friend? Or was she a great friend? Yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah. Let's start with um, someone we've already talked about before, which is Paris. 
Yeah. We did a deep dive into Paris. We did. And, and Paris um, is thriving. And that's true. She totally is. Um, and I feel like this is one is a really interesting one because in terms of like Rory being seen as a selfish person, I think that their friendship from like the beginning was like Rory not being selfish. Oh yeah. Rory being very compassionate. I agree and I don't at the same time. I do think that Rory, like when I was looking at this friendship, I was like, mm. at the beginning, Rory was really trying to be there for Paris. She like was being a quote unquote good friend. But was it more about being friends with Paris or was it more about getting in her good graces so that Paris didn't hate her? I think a lot of the times it was it maybe not even being a good friend that we would call them quote unquote friends at this time period or at this seasons that they were in Chilton mm. but more so that Rory was a good like person to her because like I think that one of the worst friend moments from Paris like maybe they weren't even friends yet but the worst Paris to Rory moments was when she told everyone about Max and Laura like his I wrote that down too yeah Paris is burning yeah I just watched that episode the other day Brett and I watched it can I just interject really quick that's a horrible episode just really? structurally yeah we watched it and I completely agreed with him he was like um that was an all over the place episode and when we get to it and Gilmore visited yeah, so I wonder if there. you're gonna I wonder if you're gonna feel the same way because I did and I was like "Ooh, yeah Ooh, I'm excited to recap that it just kind of felt very um disjointed but all of that is to say yes at this point they're not friends so I wrote that down with a question mark next to it because yeah, it's not really like is it a friendship moment but it's horrible like yeah you're parents are being dragged through the mud publicly and you have the audacity to then go and share with the entire school that this girl's mom kissed a teacher like oof that also speaks to Paris's character in season one because she was such an asshole but Rory's reaction to that is not to get like mad at Paris for it it's to get mad at Paris because she understood what it was like and so I feel like those aspects of Rory of like where she was like kind of pulling Paris back to reality just a little bit I think that she was being really like compassionate for the most part because like there are parts of it that I feel like when she starts helping Paris there is a little bit like of selfishness to it like when she needs her to be her running mate to run for uh, student body president Rory does it which I think is like a really like generous thing on her behalf. But she also does it because it's going to look good on her resume. Right. Of you know? course. Yeah. It, it feels like with Paris and the conflict that exists there, there is always something in it for Rory. It's not just selfless. And that's human. Like that's yeah. human nature. But yeah, I I agree with you. I, I had a tough time finding the moments in their friendship where Rory did a disservice to her friendship with Paris. More than I felt like it was easier to find moments where Paris had wronged Rory. See, I feel like it was the other way around. Really? Yeah. So like if we're like looking at like the way that like Lorelai kind of impacted this, I think that Lorelai for the most part in the early seasons, like we see Rory being a little bit more compassionate and like selfless, selfless is maybe the wrong word, but compassionate definitely towards her friends, at -hmm. least towards the school bully, you know, like she like is kind of like a loner, but like she, you know. You're talking about Rory? Yeah. You said Lorelai. Which is also correct. Did I say but... Lorelai? I meant to say Rory. Well, that's right. Honestly, it all comes out in the wash. Yeah. That's <laughs> her name. It is her name. I just got confused. Yeah. I, was like... I got confused too. I don't even know what I just said. Um... <laughs> <laughs> because I think it's like almost like a at Chilton, she was good with Paris. And then once they left Chilton, something happened to Rory's brain. 
that just like it, it didn't it like felt like the progression of their friendship was like headed towards like you know oh yeah I agree with you on that front I feel like as the series moves Paris is unwaveringly in support of Rory there are definitely some moments of course where they butt heads but like Chilton is where I think Paris is really the erratic one in their friendship and Rory is on stable ground and then once they go to Yale it feels like the other way around Paris feels like she's erratic on stable ground. (laughs) Yeah. Like you said, you said you had a hard time finding the Rory's worst moments. I had a hard time in the early seasons, but once we get to the later seasons, I was like, Mm. easy, easy peasy. Yeah. And I think that's because you know the later seasons better than I do. I just wrote for Rory to Paris like the worst of. Mm -hmm. I just wrote season six. Yeah. But to that effect, there are also moments with Paris where I feel like Paris then wrongs Rory. Like, I know there is a moment, and you can get really specific because you know these seasons better. There's a moment where Rory's talking to the editors of the paper. Oh, this isn't just like Ben and Gavin because Rory has the coffee cart that Logan has given to her. Yes. And she says something to the effect of like, Paris is not my best friend. Yeah, because they don't want to talk to her because they're like yes. trying to like figure out how to oust Paris, how to deal with how like Paris has been so terrible at the but paper. But do you feel like she said that just to get them to confide in her or do you feel like she really felt that way? I sometimes feel like if a character is going to say things for the sake of getting information, we then need to see them at some point in the future revealing that to us that that was right. their intention. And- and we don't get that. Yeah, because then it's just us assuming because we have to know their character. Because mm-hmm. I think this is a moment when Rory's genuinely like, Paris isn't my best friend. We're like hardly even friends. Yeah, which is so fascinating to me. Because aren't they living together at the time? They're living together. They have been living together at this point since the beginning of season four. Mm-hmm. That this is like their third season living together. Yeah. I don't want to say year because I don't know how like much time it's actually Right. Passed. No, but you're right. They are friends. They They're friends. friends. I, I can't wrap my head around it there's moments that like definitely in my opinion to find them as best friends so to then like have this moment when Rory's like she's not my friend I think something similar happens in season four when like like she's not my friend which like I would believe maybe a little bit more because Paris suddenly just shows up at Yale she didn't think she was gonna see her again by the time that they're in season six that is Rory's like closest person to her right I wonder if she said it because like fundamentally she's always kind of reiterated to herself to the audience to the people around her she and her mom are best friends and lane is her best friend so i wonder if that just sort of like like edged out paris yeah yeah which is such a thing when you're young but like i don't know i i agree with you i think it's an adult too for sure of like people who are like this is my best friend but you can just be my friend Mm. Yeah, I think it becomes less frequent. I think you narrow your friendship circle down when you're an adult because you yeah. realize who your ride or dies are. But but like in college, maybe not. Yeah. And so I that's why it's so egregious to me that she was just like, yeah, we're barely friends. And you're like, what? I know. Because then when like I was looking at the worst moments from Paris to Rory, you would think that like kicking Rory out of the apartment would fall under that. And I was like, no, you were justified. Your friend literally went behind your back said she wasn't your friend helped everyone oust you and then was like me you pick me to replace her all right didn't tell her yeah paris is totally in the right to kick 
everything out. When we're yeah. like, do my books look sad? I was like, I hope they do. You deserve <laughs> it, girly. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because like I sort of put that into like the Paris wronging Rory category solely because of the way that she did it. But like, you're right. The end justifies the means kind of. Yeah. It's kind of like Paris cheating just a little bit of like, yeah. we know it's wrong, but like then today it's like, it's Paris. So like, yeah, she wronged Rory, but and like the way that she did it was maybe extreme, but like that's Paris. Mm-hmm. What were you expecting, Rory? When you literally helped get her kicked out of this job that she had Mm -hmm. and then take it. Yeah. I'd be furious too. But to that end, I feel like one of their best moments, and this comes from Paris, is when Rory shows up in Bridesmaids Revisited, knocks on the door and is like, can I come in? And and then as you know, the cold open to I'm okay, you're okay, will live in infamy. I actually didn't write that one down. Like it was rolling through my mind as the best of moments. Um, Mine is from an earlier season, but... But it is a great friendship moment between the two of them. Because I put down two that I was kind of like going back and forth on. And I actually think that my second one is probably your first one because that was my top one. Mm-hmm. Because it's the way that Paris just straight up like she doesn't have any context of the situation. She doesn't know anything about it. She just hears that she broke up. She also thinks that Rory came by because she heard that Doyle and her broke up. And this is one of Rory's worst friendship moments, in my opinion. I also put that down as one of her worst moments because it's like not not only did she lie lie and say that she came over for that <laughs> Doyle nuzzled her and tried to kiss her and she never tells Paris which does Paris really need to know that no but no. it's like not only did that happen but you literally came over to seek comfort for yourself and you lied to get your way in yeah doesn't feel very off-brand for Rory Gilmore but yeah so like that to me is like it's best of Paris to Rory, worst of Rory to Paris. Mm-hmm. Because like Rory's knowledge of the situation, bad. Paris's mm-hmm. has no context, takes her in, orders her Chinese food. Mm-hmm. No men, lots and lots of Chinese food. So like that to me, just that was the best of Paris. Because this whole thing had gone down that we just talked about where she said she wasn't her friend, which I don't know if Paris ever actually finds out about that. Finding out that Rory said she wasn't her friend. I hope that Paris never finds out about that. Yeah. And it sounds like it sounds like she didn't. Yeah. Because I think that she would have gotten kicked out again. Oh yeah. And then she like kicked all her stuff out, but Paris is like, come in. Like, let me help you. I know you're heartbroken. Mostly because like she seems to hate Logan Huntsberger, which <laughs> I wanted more of that. Well, what I love about this moment being one of the best of mine at the top, which I'm sure you know, is very Mm -hmm. similar to this moment because it involves takeout and it involves boys. It involves boys and it involves Paris stepping in. And that's in There's the Rub when Dean comes over and crashes the party and is screaming at Rory and Paris has no context whatsoever. But she was like, it's my fault. I did it. That's friendship. I have a crush on Jess. And they weren't even really friends at that point, but, like, that's friendship. See, that, that, yeah, that's what I mean, is, like, at that point, like, Paris was kind of, like, I don't know, was she being a good person or was she being a good friend? I think friend, because even though, like, they wouldn't classify themselves as friends, I guess. You know, that's mac and cheese, Paris. That's that, like, deleted scene that you posted on our Instagram of, like, them having, like, a little sleepover talking about it. So I think that that one is, like, solidly... I think that one falls into the friendship category, especially because this is after Bracebridge dinner, where like Paris really starts integrating herself into Rory's life in very small ways so like they've clearly gotten past their issues at this point and I feel like they're starting to 
really lay the foundation of their friendship and this was a big big moment for them yeah because i think paris's arc lends to them like their friendship is getting better as it goes along and there's that little like hiccup with the like paper stuff but then it just like from there until the revival i think is pretty solid rory's version of their friendship is like a roller coaster yeah up and down of it which is like really interesting to see what did you put for the best moment from rory to paris in terms of their friendship i have two i'll share my second one first Mm -hmm. um i love the arc between the big one and happy birthday baby because when paris has her meltdown they're not friends at this point when they do the c-span thing she's pissed at her because rory told francie about jamie and the whole magilla and when she has her breakdown and she completely falls apart after c-span rory is just consoling her and like holding her in this back closet yeah and that's kind of all we see until she we know that she gets her acceptance letters from harvard princeton and yale starts making the pro-con list she goes over to Paris's house and she's like, oh, yeah. look, I know you didn't get into Harvard, but you probably got into one of like the other millions of great schools that you applied to and you're brilliant and wonderful. So like she kind of pulls her out of her funk without gloating whatsoever yeah. about the fact that she got into Harvard. I love the fact that Rory like went over and was like, come on, get up. I'm yeah. pulling you out of this. Even though Paris just went on like a whole crusade to try and get Rory kicked off the student council. Like she like put a really nasty photo of her in the yearbook. Like Paris <laughs> yeah. has just been like up to her antics and Rory is still being nice to her. I will say I wish I'd come back later. I wish Logan had like come to Stars Hollow and like been looking at her yearbook and be like, that's a really bad picture of you. <laughs> yeah. Why are your eyes closed here? Yeah. If simply because like that's like to me like friendship, you know, yeah. just like showing up and they don't even consider themselves friends at this point. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tacovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you, but I also know <laughs> you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my dress recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tecovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tecovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it and they'll get you out. Fitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tacovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tacovis.com. That's T E C O V A S.com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovis has said that they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G I L M O R E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast. So they're always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love 
a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens. So you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. It's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 15% off the recess mood sampler pack at takearecess.com slash GTS. Recess mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash GTS and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I have two, and they're kind of like, they're they're very different, because like, okay. I think the epitome of like, best Rory in Paris is on spring break. Oh, I wrote that one down too. Girls in Bikinis, Boys Do in the Twist is one of my favorite moments, my favorite episodes between the two of them. That one's kind of like, overall, because that's like the best of Paris and Rory. It's like, I love when they're like, sitting on the beach at the end of it all, and they're like, let's fly home. Like, Paris has like, airline points, so they're just gonna like get out of there like obsessed I loved the whole arc of that episode but the one that I would just say is from Rory to Paris is because one of like the worst moments from Paris to Rory that I kind of like went back and forth on is when she kind of like put her through that Asher thing in season four I wrote that down too I wrote season four coming in in the middle of the night hiding everything from Jamie putting Paris in a position to talk to Jamie that was also one of my worst of yeah making Rory keep all of that and like go through that with her that was one of my like least favorite Paris to Rory moments which then on the other side of that one of my favorite Rory to Paris friendship moments was in Written in the Stars which we know that I love this moment is because when Rory and Logan talk for the first time but Rory is hanging up the posters of Asher Fleming for his weight yeah that Paris wants to throw yeah Rory was in no way interested in this relationship or endeared to this man at all yeah but her friend Paris is sad because her boyfriend has passed away and she wants to throw this wake she knows she's intense she knows she's kind of kooky but she's gonna do it for her anyways and Mm -hmm. like logan is like what they were out of orlando bloom when he sees the posters that she's hanging up but she does it because paris wanted her to and like even though it was like the worst of paris the previous season where he's like okay i'm gonna do this for you yeah for sure i i didn't think about that i had written it down as like worst of because paris is burning to me was like not really a part of their friendship yeah yeah so that's why I had a hard time with that one yeah so the second one I wrote down there. was season four you know Paris coming in in the middle of the night and purposefully making noise so that Rory would ask her about Asher yeah. and like all of the nonsense that forcing Rory to lie to Jamie um about like Lane and like chasing the dragon or whatever yeah. she says about Lane and and like sort of throwing Rory under the bus when Paris ends up breaking up with Jamie she's like well yeah. Rory made me see the light it's like oh she took no responsibility for herself in that whole 
yeah. situation. So I think that blame. she put Rory in a really, really tough position. Also, when like Paris would randomly show up at Rory's classes that she had with Asher so they could see each other and she was trying to yeah. use Rory as like kind of an alibi as to why she was there. It was so weird. It was so weird. And put Rory in a really uncomfortable spot. Yeah. But ultimately, once he was gone. Yeah. Rory was a really good friend. And speaking of Jamie, my favorite moment between Paris and Rory is in those lazy, hazy, crazy days of summer when Rory is helping her get ready for the date. Oh my god. Yeah. That's like mac and cheese Paris to a T. Like, And it's not even so much that she just helps her get ready. It's that she goes into the closet when Paris the asks closet. her to. Yes. And she like takes a little like, notebook. please hide in the closet. I don't want him to see you. And she does it. She's like, fine. <laughs> I love it so much. That part's wild to me because like she really just needed to slip into the closet for a second like let them leave hear the door close and then get out and instead she brought a flashlight and a notebook <laughs> like Rory was hunkering down for like the long haul in the closet <laughs> like there was some sort of catastrophe coming yeah. and she needed to be in a closet or it was like until Paris came home that she needed to stay there I always got confused I know they needed to like have the moment of like her writing the letter to Jess of but course, I was always but couldn't like she have come out of the closet and sat back down at her desk yeah whatever do it for the plot that one was totally for the plot because mm-hmm. <laughs> otherwise it doesn't make any sense I do like that we get that like overlapping moment of Paris and Lane and Rory though for just like a little bit in like the middle of the series mm-hmm. when like they're at Chilton. I always want to see what that friendship would be like between Paris and Lane and Rory and like yep. how that would look. And we get like a little glimpse of it in the revival that like Paris is like, you know, still like friendly towards Lane because sure. she's her friend when she goes over for band practice. That's one of my favorite Paris scenes in the revival is when she's like asking Lane about where her kids came from. <laughs> Like how she had them and she was like, we just, you know, got you know, pregnant. we had kids. Yeah. And she's like, I'll figure this out. <laughs> I never clocked that. That's hilarious. Yeah. it's I, I love that. But I mean, I guess in some ways she also threw Lane under the bus because Lane was having a hard time. She told Jamie she was chasing the dragon. That's one of my favorite scenes to watch is when Paris is on the phone and she is so chaotic and she's like, yep, you know, things are really bad here. Uh, Rory's friend Lane is in really bad shape. She's uh, chasing the dragon. We don't know what that means, but that's what she's doing. And it's like Lane is just in the background, just very quietly standing there, puzzled, looking at Paris. And it's brilliant. It's comedic genius. And all of this, I think, is, in my opinion, Rory's best friendship moments to Lane. Oh, yeah. Lane and Lane and her have been friends since they were like little kids, mm-hmm. like lifelong friends. And I think that this is like really when it's at its peak of like, oh, for sure. She's known everything that's gone down with her and Mrs. Kim. Mm-hmm. And she's been there for every single moment of it. And she shows up at her dorm and she's like, yeah, stay here. Stay with me. And there is pushback from her roommates, but there's absolutely no pushback from Rory. Like there's no question. Come in. You're staying here with me. Yeah. Even when she follows her home in that one episode where it's freezing in the Gilmore house <laughs> and they sit on her by accident, she must have followed me home from Yale and doesn't even question it. I love that about their friendship. Yeah. And to sort of parallel the best of Rory to Paris, one of my favorite moments between Rory and Lane is in One's Got Class and the Other One Dies when yes. Rory helps her dye her hair purple I in solidarity love, of yes. like just embracing the rock star that she is and like Mm -hmm. she's seemingly finally going to tell her mom like I'm in a rock band and I want purple hair and like really really supporting Lane in this like liberation moment (laughs) yeah 
But what I love about it is that they're having this conversation while Rory does her hair about love and about dating and relationships in the yeah. same way that Paris was having this conversation with Rory in Lazy Hazy Crazy just a few episodes prior. While she's doing her hair. While Rory is doing Paris's hair. And what's interesting is that Rory, when she's talking to Paris, is going on and on about like, you're going to meet this guy and he's just going to like, you know, just sweep you off your feet and like, it's just going to make sense. And she's clearly talking about Jess. Yeah. And what I love is that she like very quickly pivots and is just sort of like, nope, but you're going on your date. This is about you. And in the same way, when she's putting the bleach on on Lane's, Lane's hair and Lane starts talking about Dave they start having this conversation about Dave Rogowski of course they do <laughs> and they get into this really cute conversation where Lane's like I'm in love with him I'm in love with this guy Same and she girl. starts comparing her feelings for Dave to Dean and Rory she's like I want to have what you and Dean have and Rory is just standing there and not saying anything at all because she doesn't want to have what she and Dean have <laughs> no she wants to have something with Jess and yeah. what I appreciate about that moment is yes Rory was obviously keeping all of her feelings bottled up inside because she was in a lot of denial. But in both of those moments, she never makes it about herself. Mm. She's always like, this is about you. This is about you and your feelings and your dating life. Because obviously, we as an audience are following Rory and her love life. But we, like, up until this point, for both of these women, for Paris and Lane, there's never been, like, a serious prospect. We watched Paris with Tristan. We watched Lane with, like, you know, Henry and... and Henry. The double date episode. But, like, she really likes this guy. And Paris really likes Jamie. And I love these friendship moments. And I love how they sort of parallel one another. Because it's Rory putting aside her love life. And takes it really seriously. Yeah, yeah. I just love it. And I think it's very cool that in both of those instances, she's doing their hair. Because that's such a friendship thing. It's like doing each other's hair. I know. It's such a girly thing. Do you think that that's something that she gets from Lorelai? Kind of like looking at Rory being taken seriously in her own feelings. I think sometimes that's where we have a hard time drawing the line of like friendship to mother of like Lorelai her first instinct is not always to take the way that Rory feels seriously in the moment because she's she's a jokester you know she's sarcastic she makes light of a lot of things yeah Yeah. and it takes her a minute to realize like oh this is Rory's deep feelings about Mm. something that I don't know that that's necessarily something that she like that that's kind of feels like something she learned on her own yeah or maybe something she learned because she doesn't feel like her feelings are taken seriously the first time around yeah Ooh. Yeah, that's real trauma. (laughs) We've also seen from Rory, especially to Lane, Mm -hmm. Rory put her own feelings and her own relationships over her friendship with Lane. One of my worst, Rory to Lane, is love and warns no. Yeah, I feel like that whole episode was like completely set up with the purpose of being like, Rory is being a bad friend to Lane. Yeah, because she's so wrapped up in her relationship. And to be fair, it's her first relationship. But like, Lane has something now that she wants to talk about, a guy that she really likes. And we've already gone through the phase of Lane and Rory's friendship where Rory got to talk about Dean and gush over Dean and tell her about the kiss and you know everything in between now it's Lane's turn I know you're in a relationship Rory but like shut up it's not even just relationship things though because when she's trying to tell her about like the bandmate that she has fallen in love with this episode she's like walking to school in her band uniform Rory's just flipping through her book trying to find her bookmark like it's not like she's like you know talking to Dean on the phone with Dean anything like that she's just genuinely not listening to her yeah she's just very self-absorbed in this episode yeah and I know it's like the whole idea of like the you know new relationship 
but at the same time it's like it's just her it's just her not paying any attention to her friend i do like that it gets resolved in this episode oh, i know i like too. that that's the conflict i do think it's a little weird that lane literally just like came over to her house and was like what do you mean like you're not here like what do you mean you can't talk like she was mad like the phone wasn't working and or something like that. Yeah. The conflict felt weird. There's a snowstorm happening. She's just at the Gilmore's house. Yeah. No one is home. Why is Lane there? Where does her mother think she is? I like that she feels like comfortable enough to come over to her friend's house and like be there. Just hang. Yeah. But it's always like that like inconsistent Mrs. Kim moment of like mm-hmm. in the clamor and the clangor. Like when she was gone in the middle of the night when Mrs. Kim mm-hmm. should like ostensibly be asleep. Yeah. Like the whole fire department was there. But like when she goes over to look Lorelai's house and she's there for the night which I imagine Lorelai called her Lane called Mrs. Kim I think at some point they mentioned that yeah but that's kind of just like oh where's Lane in the snowstorm yeah Odd. we can talk about that in our uh, plot holes, holes episode. episode but yeah that always puzzled me but I agree with you I do think that there's something really endearing about the fact that she feels so comfortable to go over to Lorelai and Rory's house but then is mad that Rory's not there she's like you're never yeah. around and Rory's like okay okay <laughs> sorry, I didn't know you were just gonna show up at my house ma'am I'm sorry the snowstorm left me here like yeah but to be fair Rory had been a really shitty friend in that yeah. episode and then they they resolve it yeah I kind of like I feel like my worst of Rory is kind of general for Rory to Lane because I do feel like when Lane really needed Rory to be there she was she showed yeah. up she was like you know all of her like Hepalian concerts and stuff she always went to them when she, Lane came back from her honeymoon and she was feeling sick and then subsequently you find yeah. out she's pregnant Rory was really there for her yeah and like there's all these moments that she really shows up but I think that like one of the worst things is also one of the best things that Lane does so like the worst of Rory is also maybe the best of Lane is in season six it's the prodigal daughter returns mm-hmm. after Balalanka's. she goes to Lane because she can't go to Lorelai like this mm-hmm. is like her person that's like external from Lorelai mm-hmm. and she like comes to her shows up at her house and like needs her and Lane is totally fine to be there for her like totally fine and Lane takes her in no questions asked mm-hmm. and I think that the other side of that for Rory is like at this point in their friendship because like early Lane and Rory is just like super fun you know their friendship is really nice and endearing she really at this point only goes to Lane when she can't have Lorelai like that's mm-hmm. the only times we see her because like we see her in always a godmother never a god mm-hmm. and she goes to Lane and they have that kind of conversation of like I haven't seen you in a while sort of thing yeah and then she shows up at her house like needing somewhere to stay because she left Gilmore's she's not talking to Lorelai she's kind of her really only other option and I think that that really bothers me mm. like there's not really like a specific moment it's more of just like in general like she takes a lot from Lane when she needs a lot from Lane yeah when she can't get it elsewhere it's mm. kind of not that Lane's her like last stop she's kind of like the alternative option whereas like we haven't seen her put a lot of effort into her friendship with Lane but she still requires a lot from it if that makes sense because Lane yeah. is totally willing to show up and like I know that we built like the basis of the friendship for like the seasons prior I've always been bothered from like the very first time I saw that in season six when Rory is at Lane's house just like where's your friendship been but now when she needs her which like should I should be endeared by that I should be that like as much time has passed that they're always going to be friends but something about that has always 
bother- like I've always said it was the best of Lane and the worst of Rory. And I totally agree with you. I would say though that I feel like that's a consistent theme yeah. throughout the series because we do see that in season one when Dean kisses Rory and she doesn't want to tell her mom so she tells Lane. Which it's it's nice to like have someone else to talk to and like of have course. a friend that's not your mom. But sometimes it just feels like I'm only telling you because I can't tell my mom who's my first choice. Yeah, Almost. I completely agree because that's exactly what happens in, in Say Goodbye to Daisy Miller because she goes to Lane yeah. and tells her about sleeping with Dean because she's already gotten the response she does not want from her mom. So yeah. she tends to seek out the answer she's looking for in Lane. Which I put this is the worst friendship moment for Lane because in the same way this is the worst for Rory in that like she seeks out this friendship as like a, like a means of like validation but also like you know like staying there because she is kind of like her last option but not giving her like the other goods. Lane like she really only went to Lane as like a validation that this was okay and like the opposite of that is like when Lane shows up in in the clamor and the clangor at Yale and tells her that she left and didn't tell her mom that she was going to CBGB's and just like Mm -hmm. and she didn't tell her she just left Rory's like this is so bad like you can stay here but this is bad like you have to call like she called Lorelai about it and Lorelai's like I'm calling Mrs. Kim like so it's like yeah she told her she's like this is so bad but was still supportive whereas like when this is happening with Rory she's like that's so nice like it just feels like like I know that it would have been hard because Lorelai was really barreling down on her about it but Lane never never came in and said this is wrong because they talk about it a little bit in um they talk about this a little bit in raincoats and recipes too where like Rory tells her that in the episode prior Jess showed up he wanted her to run away with him and then she's going on and on about Dean and like if I were Lane well I guess that's easy for me to say as a 30 year old woman yeah we're talking about 19 year olds and who has like a full like picture yes but if that was a friend of mine and it has been in the past I would literally be like what are you doing yeah Gently. This man is married. Yeah. Yeah. Feelings are feelings, but like, why are we talking about Dean as if he's single or as if he's just dating Lindsay, which is also wrong, but like, no, this man is married to another woman. Why are you even broaching this topic? I think we've said before this was Lane's fault, but but it was just an LOL. Yeah, but like, she really should have... I don't know that Lane ever gives Rory like splash of cold water to the face moments. Like honest feedback as a friend. Yeah. Unless she's mad about something that Rory did to her. Cause yeah. you know, obviously she felt bold enough to share with her how she was feeling in love and more in snow. And yeah. also in secrets and loans, Lane becomes a cheerleader and doesn't tell Rory. Yeah. It wasn't like the worst of, but it was one of the weirdest friendship moments to me that they were so disconnected that Rory didn't know that Lane had become a cheerleader. Is that a Rory thing? That like Lane didn't feel safe enough with Rory that she could tell her that? Or moreover that like Rory wasn't around. So Lane was like, I guess I'll become a cheerleader. I don't know. I feel like that's also something that we should address in the plot holes episode because we never talk about it again. Yeah, that's true. That to me feels like the same thing when like Lane didn't tell Rory that uh, Dean was her project partner for that project they were working on. Her sign partner yeah and i thought that was like kind of okay of lane to do yeah i agree should she have told her maybe she found out about it but like she was trying to like protect her and she knew her friend would be upset about it and i think that she could have brought it up later but yeah there's there's like some like weirdness that they write into the story between them to like i guess like give rory a lot of tension and it's always it's always so that rory has tension in her storyline rather than so that lane has tension in hers well do you feel though like it's a matter of painting the picture that like when rory doesn't tell lane everything it's okay because rory's got a lot going on rory's the main character of our story here but if lane doesn't tell rory everything we're confused like yeah why 
why would Lane not tell Rory? Rory's her best friend. But, like, yeah. there are plenty of times when it's totally fine for Rory not to tell Lane things. Absolutely. It's very interesting. The double standard is very fascinating. But I think that in the same way that, like, Lane really just doesn't... She's not honest with Rory. She really should have when they were, like, discussing having sex for the first time. I know that it would have been hard because, like, she would have had one more person that was against her about this thing. I think she should have. I think that that would have made a lot of sense... Made a lot more sense why she was going to Europe because it's like, my best friend, my mom is against me. My best friend, Lane doesn't support me thought yeah. that this was wrong too maybe this wasn't right maybe i am in the wrong here and yeah maybe have gone down that direction but in all of these worse i do think that there's a lot of good that rory brings to their friendship like oh yeah in like actually sitting down and like thinking about it because i've always been kind of like rory's kind of a bad friend there's a lot of moments that rory's a, is a really good friend to lane and a lot of them involve dating because like she goes on the double date with Todd. Oh yeah. oh yeah. That wasn't anything hard for her to do. She just no. had to go on a date with Dean. So yeah, like, but she had to convince Dean to orchestrate everything. We always have to convince Dean to do yeah, something. Yeah, we've got to convince Dean to do a lot of things. But, but I think the one that's even more so than that is when she helps her date Henry. Like, yeah. and she, like the phone call, like call to the house. And I love that. Like, I, I think that that's, that's like the best of it. But I will say that like a lot of those things don't really require a lot of action from Rory or effort from Rory. Well, my top one, like one of my like tippy top favorite friendship moments. I love when you say tippy top. <laughs> Why? It just gets me. I think tippy top is like silly goose. It's like one of those <laughs> phrases you used to say when you were a kid that you bring back as a grown-up i say it all the time the i love it top. i say silly so, goose all the time the tippy top of their friendship is when rory orchestrates the cd drop oh one of my favorites so like that required a lot of effort and planning on her part to get her friend the cd so you're like, totally right that was like one of the best ones that's how you know that like rory really cares about this girl is totally. like the amount of planning that went into this because like there are other moments but like that to me is just like tippy top friendship it is oh we love a tippy top friendship what's your tippy top friendship I love how often she tries to help Lane out when it comes to Dave, um, like covering for their entire relationship and covering for the fact that Lane is in a band. Like, I love that she supports her unwaveringly in the things that she does. I also love when Dave is like being a dick to her and like is telling her that she needs to not play like a girl and Rory is like, I'm going to attack him. And she's like, you believed it. Yeah. (laughs) But Rory's like, that was mean. Yeah. I, I also love... Um, in Keg Max when Rory is there to like be the support system the for them as they play but then afterwards when Jess and Dean get in the fight and the cops show up and Jess runs away Rory had every opportunity to run after him and instead she sees that Lane is throwing up in the bushes and she grabs her hair you're right that's one of my favorite friendship moments she totally could have run after him I don't know what she would have said to him but like that felt like what she maybe wanted to do in the moment but she of stayed of course that's what we all wanted her to do in the moment because as we know what comes to be he leaves and it's like could that have been the moment when everything got resolved instead of in the following episode where they're when Fran dies and like the window scene yep she goes to come to the diner and they're both sort of like missing each other could it have been resolved in that one moment and instead she chose to be with her friend oh I love that I love that so much yeah that's my I think that's my favorite friendship moment oh I've never really considered the like lane of that moment oh I love that I try to not watch that episode so much I never watched that episode as much as I love the lane in 
Dave of that. Like when when she's talking on the phone. Oh, so good. I love that. I never watch Keg Max either for obvious reasons because, yeah. you know, Jess and everything thereafter is I just skip. I skipped yeah. immediately to season four. But I should really watch those episodes because that's like the last and the best of Lane and Dave. And that's yeah. kind of before, in my opinion, Lane's storyline takes a left. Yeah. I kind of was down with her storyline and the way that the direction that it was going in until I'd say I don't even know when but like that to me is like peak Lane Kim storyline for me I I think it's like about the time when she's at Yale like with Rory and like she left her mom and like it feels like we're on this like big path for her yeah it feels like her storyline is about to shift because she's at this point she's still with Dave because like they never really like they never like formally break up yeah but he leaves for obvious reasons and I'd love to know what the intention was there if we ever get one of the writers on one day if he had stayed what would have happened yeah like end of season three is where we get two characters that could have been series regulars that like for external reasons were no longer and I wonder what the writer's intention was there had they not left the shows I'm talking of course about My Love and Tamelia and Adam Brody but it is like we were just speaking to it is right around the time where Lane's storyline kind of picks up and we feel like we're getting the peak of Lane she's finally told her mom that like she's in a band and her mom has discovered all of these things about her and the secrets she's been hiding and we think we're gonna get something really really cool out of Lane and I'd say most people in the fandom feel like her storyline like the writers really let her down just didn't go anywhere they like picked us up in this huge like climax moment and then they just kind of like set it down for the rest of the series into the revival very gently too gently i know that like it's very realistic that people's like dreams don't you know dreams of becoming a rock star from small town don't come true but like i feel like there was a middle place for lane other than Mm. just like working at luke's falling in love with the other guy that's just there like Mm -hmm. like justice for lane's storyline and i feel like there's so many different ways that it could have gone and we'll have more to say on that next episode Follow us on Instagram at Gilmore to Say Podcast and make sure you subscribe to us on whatever platform you're currently listening to us on now as we will have a new episode out every Tuesday because we always have more to say. And if you have more to say, find us on Patreon where you can support the pod, join our Gilmore Obsessed community, and access bonus episodes every month. I have I have specific 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 examples. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Superlight Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.